0: Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. So, uh, as the intro there may have led you down a different path, so to speak. Uh, ben is not actually here. Um, this is part of a bombshell. Oh, I've had a very, exactly. uh, I've had a very interesting week. On Monday ben messaged me unfortunately saying that he wanted to part company with the show a few months ago he kind of um, expressed some doubts about the listenership we had in terms of numbers we were only getting kind of 30 40 listeners per week and the amount of effort he was putting in to edit and record and he's got a very busy lifestyle he was kind of like oh you know i don't know if it's worth it but he came around he was like no cool let's just do a 50 block you know do the marble run get it in a time you know nice archive time capsule would be cool but unfortunately i think you know whether something else has happened or or not but he kind of felt that again now was a time where he can't really dedicate he's going away uh, out of the country for a number of weeks as well and he didn't really want to take his laptop and mic with him so that's understandable I, I kind of tried to twist his arm to come on this week to at least give you know a bit of closure do a nice send-off he was desperate to read and review this civil war storyline he was really wanting to get into it and capture you know or just uh, talk about the end of game of thrones but wasn't to be so i got on the bat phone called up friend of the show good buddy diagnostic 80 aka chris i need to do another podcast mcleod (laughs) and He answered the phone, uh, and he is here with us now. So, welcome, Chris. Hi,
1: hi. I think you picked up the Pratt phone, not the Bat phone. In that case, <laughs> again, thanks for having me on. It's, I'm really, it's, a, it's a real shame that Ben's had to kind of, um, kind of jump off, and I feel his pain. I really do. I mean, you guys are getting thirty to forty more hits than we are on the full force. So,
0: <laughs> I doubt that. So, that, that kind of well, you you've, you've done a segue for us. So, all the people that are listening, I'm sure you are aware of of chris he does the full force podcast as he mentioned you know probably my favorite gi joe action force related podcast and
1: you're only saying that
0: among amongst other things as well you're a man of many talents and many pods and uh yeah so thankful you could come on and those that aren't aware of you shame on you go and check out full force (laughs) um so just give us your creds give us your credentials about why you should be on here talking about gi joe and action force
1: uh because i've been collecting it since i was two maybe i don't know good enough (laughs) good enough (laughs) and now I'm like much much older than that so and I'm still collecting it so yeah I I've been doing the full force now for six years we started just doing like a regular well regular semi-regular kind of monthly long form audio podcast and that kind of has grown into this ridiculous thing where we do news bursts and comic bursts, disorder of battle fss card art battles and figure battles and all sorts of different things so yeah now it's kind of more of a I, I joked with Michael Mercy who had me on one of his shows recently i just keep getting on everyone's shows that's what i mean that's, that's that's my aim that it's like an it's like basically a, an empire he called it a universe he called it the ffu which i think is hilarious right. so i'm gonna yeah we'll be calling it the ffu from now on
0: okay we're, we're part of it now it's a you know, multi multi-threaded storyline i'm just like absorbing
1: all of these podcasts <laughs>
0: um cool cool have you been up to anything interesting this week
1: this week has just been ridiculously busy. I just got back from Boston. I was filming for Boss Fight Studio, and that will become more apparent um, later this week, uh, going into next week. So um, th- we, there's going to be like a little... I've been doing a, basically a project with them, uh, and that's going to be ongoing from this this point on. So I had to go out to Boston, and then obviously I was in the kind of uh, Portucket, Rhode Island providence all that kind of area um was kind of around there and yeah doing lots of filming it was a lot of fun and yeah great to see the boss fight guys again excellent other than that it's just been like editing 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 working working constantly which is it's good it's it's good to be busy but it, you know and and now i thought well why not take on talking joe's (laughs) as well
0: I was going to say, because I ain't doing no editing. So uh, you're you're doing all that shebang. Um, Been a busy uh, busy week for the chief household. We had a week off. The family went to Centre Parks in in woburn in bedfordshire
1: uk I love center parks
0: we went we were going with another family actually um friends of ours who also have a daughter just a little bit younger than ours our daughter's three their daughter's two and a half and yeah we got the train up from east croydon it's a straight train monday morning first calamity of the day oh, no she drops his phone in the uber Taxi driver's car.
1: Oh, no way.
0: Fact. So I realized when I got out, as I went to collect my prepaid tickets and tried to look up on my phone the reference number and realized the phone wasn't in my pocket. So fortunately, I had a second, I got a work phone. So I quickly jumped on the email, jumped on the uh, uh, internet to look up the reference number. We had about five minutes to catch the train. Oh, my God. So it was either missed the train. And I think our tickets were only valid for that train or stay there and contact the driver and try and get it back. So I thought, we're going on holiday. We've got the tickets, got on the train. I phoned him from the train, managed to get through to him. And he did, in fact, admit to finding it in the the well of the passenger seat. Brilliant. Which was good to start with. So then I said, cool, I'm away now, but I'll be back at the end of the week. Can I get it from you? He, there was no reply. So, (sighs) okay, fine couple of days later i messaged again saying you know la la i actually did get a reply from him saying yes fine uh, i can meet you when you come back from holiday oh Perfect.
1: thank goodness
0: so then when we came back i messaged him on the way back on friday and said you know look you know, I'll give you twenty quid if you can. You know, if I can meet you somewhere, because he might have not even have been living around that area. He might have been living in North London or something, and was doing a trip. So I knew mine might, might have to meet him. But he actually said no. He came actually came round to my house that evening and actually dropped it to my house.
1: Oh, thank goodness! So oh, even twenty
0: quid, God. top man. So that was the first calamity. The second calamity of the week was uh, Centre Park swimming pool, very nice. So I got. <laughs> I like I like to. I, like to uh, I love the swimming pool. I like to get the efficiency level up, so I get changed into swimming costume first. Yeah. So that and so that and wear swimming shorts just and a t-shirt. So when I get there, t-shirt off in the pool. Boom. So
1: no. Very good. Very
0: yeah. not not good if you forget to bring other dry clothes or a towel. <laughs> okay. So that's the second thing. Third thing was. I thought we'll take some food. Both families took some food and I thought I'll cook a lasagna. I'll cook a really nice lasagna. Veggie lasagna. So I thought I'll cook one. But because my kid doesn't particularly like onions or mushrooms, what I do is I blend them down to a fine dust in the food processor. (laughs) And so they're in there, but she doesn't know they're in there. Hidden veg. Nice. So I thought they probably ain't got a food processor. So I'll do all that at home before I go. Blended it all down, put it in the freezer. Of course, I forgot to take it out of the freezer. Oh, my goodness. When we got may. there. So I actually ended up buying a uh, mushrooms and onion from the supermarket there and had to finally dice them. It took me about half an hour to finally dice all this stuff. But anyway, it came out well and we ate it. <laughs> then there was a couple of other calamities. But then the big one. The, the, hang on. There's more yeah this is this is this is the worst one, and it's gonna go a bit somber now. Oh. Uh, i don't I don't want to I don't want to pre, you know let you think it's too bad, but it was pretty bad. so anyway, we've we've hired some bikes from Center Parks. We're coming out of our lodge on the Wednesday, myself on a bike, three year old in a in a seat on the back, Mrs coming behind about twenty meters behind. We've only gone like thirty meters out of the lodge. I hear a crash behind me. No. So I I quickly stopped the bike, looked over. My wife is laying prone, not moving, on the floor with blood pouring out of her head.
1: You are kidding me. So
0: she is unconscious. I have tried to stem my panic, especially with the little one being there. Uh, Went over to her. um, She wasn't moving.
1: Oh, my God.
0: She started. She Actually, she probably won't mind me saying this. She started snoring, uh, which I guess was a good sign that she was breathing I guess snoring means your airways blocked, though. I guess so. That was not ideal, but she was breathing, so I was kind of, you know, I didn't really know what to do. I've never, I've led a sheltered life, so I've never been around any kind of major accident for myself or any. I've, I guess I've had a few prangs off a bike, but I've never been around someone else being.
1: It's really difficult with a head injury because and knowing you, what to you, do. It, I, yeah, I didn't you... know what to do. Even the people that know what to do, like it's like, do you move them? Do you yeah. stem the flow of blood? Like, what yeah. you have so, to kind of move them to do it. It's like, what the hell do you do? What did you do?
0: So fortunately, there was someone in another lodge had heard the crash and had had actually come running out. Wow! So there was actually two couples in that lodge, um and because the, the other thing was, we were on our way to meet our friends from the lodge to do a creepy crawly bug hunt for the little ones. They'd gone ahead early because they didn't have bikes. And then we left five minutes later. So they were already down there waiting for us. So they weren't there. But fortunately there's other those other people came out of their chalet, their lodge. And one of the women there, or two two of the women, uh, big thanks. I I didn't catch their names, unfortunately. Otherwise I'll give 'em I'll give them a shower on this pod now. Thank you. I doubt they listen to Talking Joe, but You never anyway. Know. You never um, know. <laughs> they they took my daughter to the side of the road to kind of distract her and you know ask talk about bugs and what she'd been doing on holiday which was really nice and the the guys one of them got some towels to put under my wife's head because she'd now come round. oh wow and and basically was just saying what happened what happened and i said you came off your bike um she didn't remember anything she said where were we going wow i was like "What, what do you remember do you remember leaving the house no do you remember breakfast this morning no she had no no memory, and then every thirty seconds she'd say, "What happened?" She even had a thirty-second loop oh of memory of no memories. So one of the other uh, one of the people who came to help us, their mother was there, and she called the park services or park, um, you know, emergency services. Two nurses arrived, did some, you know, obvious, obvious checks, whatever, and they put like a tent around her. Someone called an ambulance. The ambulance never came because it got diverted somewhere else.
1: Nice. And
0: <laughs> they determined they determined that uh, we re rolled her. Because we well we thought her collarbone was broken to start with, but we wrote we had to cut her backpack off, rolled her onto her back. She she was very cool about it at the time. She was like, oh yeah, do, you know, do whatever you need to do, blah, blah, blah. But I think that was the shock and the adrenaline. Uh, and I she won't mind, but I'll I'll post up a picture on the social media, uh, and she basically had stitches in her forehead a black eye oh split lip
1: god
0: she broke two teeth numerous cuts and grazes your
1: poor wife
0: put the skin off her shoulder uh, knee is pretty badly damaged and they took her down to the medical center all this time she was you know couldn't remember anything i took my daughter back up to our lodge uh, just so she wasn't around it and then about 45 minutes later they would moved her to the medical center on site so i went down to the medical center the first sign that i thought okay she's feeling better was i said to her you know what do you remember you know expecting her sir, so i don't remember anything and she said well i remember we were late and you were faffing around when we were trying to leave the lodge and i thought okay yeah she's better she's, <laughs> a, she, she's a bit more with it now then uh because the ambulance wasn't coming um our friend who was staying with us drove, had to drive her to drove her to the hospital and her dad met her there. So then our friends came back and it wasn't until about 9pm, the accident happened at 1pm. It wasn't until about 9pm that she managed to get her stitches. She had to wait for a special facial doctor, facial stitch doctor to do the stitches.
1: Blimey. Uh,
0: she had to have a CT scan to make sure there was no skull fracture um which fortunately there wasn't and then she actually got discharged well she didn't get discharged she left the hospital <laughs> herself because she couldn't be bothered to wait any longer yeah. she's a nurse herself so yeah. she once she heard the ct scan was fine she had the stitches she waited an hour to get discharged but no one came so she snuck out the door uh, went back to her parents house and stayed overnight then came back to the park the following day now the tw- kind of twist in the tale is and she's been off work and you know it has been to the dentist and it's going to be, you know, probably a thousand pound to get her teeth Jesus. fixed. And and she's still kind of suffering some. She's been, over the last couple of days, been very kind of scatty and forgetting things. And I think that's the remnants of the concussion. Hopefully nothing more. Well, The, the CT scan was clear. so. But the, the kind of twist in the tale was one of the people that helped us was a bike mechanic. And he had a look at the bike just off chance. He said, oh, I'll have a look at the bike. The chain was off and he... Suspected that the che- that the bike need- had worn parts that needed replacing. Wow! So now we're in the situation where how do we progress in terms of seeking compensation from Centre Parks if, indeed, as we suspect, the bike was faulty? Because it, you know, it was, and it's not just the the, the physical. Uh, injury she she sustained it's also emotional trauma because for everyone for the three of us because i was panicking massively but trying to hold it in at the time and i was a bit of a wreck then my wife three days for three days after my three-year-old wouldn't go to my wife because she was scared of her because of the way she looked blimey so that made my wife very low
1: yeah i can imagine
0: and then it kind of turned out yesterday we found out that our daughter when we've been asking her, you know, about it, not too heavily, she was, she, she seemed okay with the actual accident. But yesterday, she mentioned that she was very worried at the time. And she, when we, when I don't remember this, but when I stopped my bike, I took her out of the back seat, and I went over to my wife. She was actually wrestling with the decision of what do I do? Do I stay with the bike? Do I go to Daddy? And it was playing on her mind massively about making the right decision at that time. Then she ended up coming to me and then she was saying who's that on the floor and I had said it's mummy and she's like what's that coming out of her head and it was blood and at that point she got kind of got distracted by the other yeah. these other ladies who came to help but I think it's been playing on her mind quite a lot so you know that could be you know child PTSD or something yeah But yeah so I, 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 I don't know it, it was that other side of not just physical injury so I don't know I've, I've asked a few people about how we should proceed, whatever, so um, I've got a kind of idea about what we're going to do, but I'm not blaming anyone at this point, but I suspect the bike was faulty. When we went to leave the park on the Friday, I went to the park guest services and said, look, can I look at the bike? I want to inspect it and take some photos, and they refused me access to the bike.
1: Wow. And basically
0: And basically said, if you want to look at the bike, you have to go through our legal team. So that stinks of cover up straight away. But, um, I guess if the bike was faulty, they're never going to put their hand up and say, yes, it's faulty because that would open them up to every (laughs) wanting to make a claim. But I guess they would just settle or, you know, do a gesture of goodwill Mm -hmm. or something like that. But, you know, I'm not out to get anyone, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, uh, money grabber i don't want to you know all i want is a fair compensation if the bike was faulty for the damages that the family's incurred absolutely
1: yeah and i I don't see a fair i don't see a problem with that at all mate i think you should i do think you should proceed with legal because especially if they're trying to say no no you can't see the bike because we're currently fixing it and yeah, we don't yeah. want you to see what we're going to do to it, yeah.
0: And the guy, the guy who inspected the bike, he actually wrote me a little statement as well. So, oh, brilliant! Okay, yeah, so
1: there, my, my, a, you've got skin. you've got some kind of proof of the whole situation yeah. then, which is good. Yeah. So there you go. That's my week. Blimey! But, um, I feel <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> I feel terrible now. Do we have to do this? A, do we have to do this? Was, yeah,
0: we we're cracking on. It was a, it was a really good holiday, <laughs> and even even she came back the next day and she was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I've ruined the holiday." Aww. I was like, Stupid she wants to go back again so and her to, credit credit to her and this is a massive credit to our kid which is mainly a credit to us because we've raised her of course but no, credit to her she actually the ma- one of the things that concerned her was is a three-year-old she wanted the bike fixed so that no other mummies oh,
1: would crash so that's adorable
0: yeah and that's kind of what my wife wants and I, I, she just keeps thinking in her head what if it was my bike with Evelyn on the back that crashed yeah so yeah always she was wearing a helmet which and that probably saved her life so if you're riding if you're riding a bike and not wearing a helmet you're a fool if you're a parent and you let your kids ride without a helmet shame on you
1: so she was wearing a helmet oh um you, you, you're what, yeah, was all, wearing a helmet and all, all of us were yeah, yeah. and she still split her head open
0: she still went unconscious split her head open. Yeah. blimey
1: okay Sorry. wow i'm wearing a helmet f- now i'm wearing a helmet for this <laughs> recording just in case going to put that like, yeah. light Lightfoot helmet on. That It's
0: pretty explosive, Talking Joe. Right.
1: Anyway, yeah, so right. Th- so, th- comics, right? Th- there we right? go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, no, before we go comics, we've got to do a, a quick Game of Thrones uh, recap, which I have been doing with Ben for the last... Yeah, there you go. For the last, <laughs> I think, four or five, um, he's bang into it. I'm so, so into it. My wife is into it. Um, and if you get a Game of Thrones recap, that means you get a chief doing a fairly crappy Game of Thrones rap, which I forgot about, so I just constructed in the last 20 minutes while I was giving my daughter a bath. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Y'all know me. I don't watch TV, but I just did a catch-up GOT. GLT pool's getting smoked in westeros burned up by a dragon man that's gross the mountain and the hound had a big throw down cersei's buried under rubble shit wearing no crown john snow straight up murdered his lover danny brad is on the throne might as well be my granny Mike drop there go. amazing good recap last ever game of thrones rap so yes i don't know if you are a fan of the show or not
1: i used to be i watched like the first i want to say like three seasons and then just kind of missed a few i think it was kind of in the time of kind of coming out to the u.s actually i was kind of in in, in between countries and as i kind of made that travel uh i missed it for a couple of episodes and then never picked it up again and i to be honest i kind of got a little bit bored of it exactly. there was a couple of uh, episodes that just really did nothing for me and then all of a sudden yeah i was i was just i just kind of fell off the train really fell off the wagon but i've been yeah. i've been hearing you know all the spoilers and all that kind of stuff it doesn't really bother me at all so
0: Okay, that was going to be my next question. I'm going to spoil it, spoil it, so, you know. Uh, but, well, uh, me and my missus watched it for uh, since when it co- was coming out. I think after season six, I quit because I was just like, get to the end already. I'm bored now. <laughs> I, I like linear stuff that happens fairly quickly. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to be dragged out, and I was just like, oh, just get to the end, I'm bored.
1: I know, how long can winter be coming? Like, seriously?
0: Yeah, so we decided to do a recap, and uh a rewatch, sorry of all the episodes from season one and when i started re-watching it, i was like oh yeah this is not, not too bad and again those first seasons and after kind of season four again i started or maybe five i started feeling was dragging and we actually managed to catch up i think we finished because obviously the final episode came out this monday just gone yeah we finished our catch up on the sunday the day before we managed to get to season eight episode five the day before the final episode came out nice which was good so we timed it just right but yeah so i had questions for primed for ben so i'm not expecting you to answer these because obviously you're not up to speed but i'm just going to ask the questions anyway and Go for people it. listening to the pod i'll an answer, <laughs> answer for us okay where did the night king
1: come from uh mcdonald's
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> because i think just i think the children some there's some weird children alien things who created the white walkers but it's never explained where their leader came from but mcdonald's is the right answer I correct think. yes overall they made a big deal about Jon Snow his true heritage being uh Aegon or Eberon or some some stupid name Targaryen uh, and that was going to be a big big deal but in the end that actually meant nothing his heritage meant zero because he just stepped away or whatever yeah uh, is that good or bad
1: um Bud uh, or Gad yes. it's Gad it's Gad yes
0: yes it is correct um why didn't Grey Worm kill Jon Snow?
1: Um, that has something to do with uh, compensating for a small worm.
0: Could be the correct
1: answer. Um, and why
0: not? Why didn't those idiots in the, the Lords and Ladies at the end? Uh, uh, why didn't they elect Jon Snow or uh, Aegon Targaryen as the, as the rightful king? Why didn't they elect him? Doesn't make any sense. Because they're idiots. Correct. Yeah. And that concludes Game of Thrones on Talking Joe.
1: There
0: you go. (laughs) Now we talk comics. All right. So, (laughs) on this episode, uh, we will be doing 72 to 76. Brilliant. Which is the Cobra Civil War story arc.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Quickly, uh, uh, what we like to do here is... I just run through run through the covers I don't know if oh, you have got them I have I have okay so issue 72 Absolute stiletto U what is this vehicle called this is the desert fox
1: desert Fox is that skid mark driving well tech well for the. US it is definitely skid mark and for the UK it is treadmark but yes it is skid mark in the United States with windmill in the passenger seat and tunnel wrap behind them with the pig just gunning it
0: this is why we Had you on the show? I didn't, I knew none of that. Well, I knew you know, I knew who I didn't know skid mark was also treadmark, so yeah, yeah, you, you've, you've uh, proved your worth already. Checks in the post, brilliant! Um, <laughs> not really, oh, so yeah, good cover. I like this cover.
1: It's an absolute beauty. The The Desert Fox was one of my favourite vehicles as a kid. Like, I absolutely adored it. Did you have it? Oh, yeah. It kind of took over from my Awe Striker as, like, the, the, the vehicle I loved the most, like, you know, kind of playing with the most and everything. And I just, I, for that, I have got this, uh, like, real uh, close affiliation to Treadmark slash Skidmark, even though they gave him a really h- hilarious name in the US. Um, right. We changed it because of the, you know, the fact that the connotation of it being... A- mark basically
0: (laughs) in your drawers yeah exactly i didn't know that cool cool and um yeah this toy wise i think i'd kind of well i had i don't think i know i'd stopped collecting vehicles at that point so a lot of the vehicles from now on i didn't have any of so Mm. nice to hear of of someone who did have them 73 called divided we call another cool cover you've got uh is that lieutenant falcon gung-ho tunnel rat tunnel rat and who's that in the back sneak peek
1: with, yeah, his ma- with his massive periscope, they call yes. it. The, what made me laugh in this one is that they're kind of like, they're, they're kind of crushed into those little one-man pods on the Mamba. Brilliant. Because they're love trying that. to infiltrate Cobra we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, in a little while. A little while. But I love the fact that he's still got that massive periscope. So it would have been like <laughs> four people in a one-man yeah. pod.
0: And that, where did that Mamba come from? Was that a stolen one? It's from like a previous issue, I uh, believe. I think, is it from the yearbook where they, no, yearbook four? They steal it know.
1: in one of the previous issues. I'm not sure which one it is but yeah they even mention it in when they actually go through the plan of you know infiltrating cobra island they even mention yep. well, yeah we yep. stole that and i think it says you know from this issue which we'll get to soon
0: <laughs> yeah uh, issue 74 this is alliance of convenience another great cover yeah so you've got you got hawk uh, face palm in destro baroness in the background and then serpentel with uh cobra commander's hand fred seven's hands around his throat Yep, it's a cute cover 75 this is this is quite a sort of famous one i guess iconic cover his tanks serpentor hunched over looking mean with the baroness strapped to the front and this was also i believe was this this was a cover to
1: a a uk holiday special possibly correct it was it was the this is the this was the the first time i was made aware of the cobra civil war story i didn't read the gi joe comics as they came out because they weren't you know that that was just something that uh, wasn't in the united kingdom at the time but yep. we got uh i think in i think it was 91 i kind of worked out we got this holiday special it would have been in the summer sometime i believe and i remember just absolutely loving this issue and it was it was the same issue as well it was issue 75 the contents of as well and there was there was one thing that always stays with me and i'll see if i can get a picture of it so that you can throw it up on the socials but it was the okay. image of cobra island which is kind of like a map of Cobra Island, which is in the back of this holiday special, which explained yep. where all of the attacks were coming from, kind of gave you like a nice topographical view of of the island and and its kind of different elements and things, you know, placements of different areas on that island. And I just like pored over that as a kid. I was just absolutely, in, like just loved that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's actually in the back of a couple of issues, definitely in the back of issue 74, might even be 75 as well. But yeah, like you say really cool and it's got like the like you say the breakdown of the teams Mm. uh both for gi joe but then it also has the it's called cobra schism yeah so then you've got Serpentor with his doctor mindbender for operations baroness's operations for cobra commander etc
1: it's great isn't it i loved that i loved all of that kind of stuff like kind of almost because when when we were kids we would uh, myself and a lot of friends in the area we were all kind of like action force you know collectors and fans and stuff and we would kind of play arm, we play action force, you know, we'd dress up in all our army gear, we'd go down to the the cliffs where there was a barracks, like an old kind of like dilapidated barracks, and we would play on this 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 basic effectively this like death trap of <laughs> barracks, but we would love it, and we would you know play action force and stuff, and we would use these like you know these maps and these other things like the fan club had like a it was a fold-out pack that you'd like for action force fan club from 87 and you there was like a map in there then we'd always use that as like a you know that was like a our little kind of map for what when we would play action force and it was just so much fun and like that cool those kind of things yeah and, and obviously it's the same kind of thing with this map here
0: yeah and then finally we got issue 76 which is called all's fair Brilliant. And you got kind of Joe's triumphant. So you got Roadblock, Flint, and Hawk kind of standing atop. Like a, is it a Cobra Bunker? Is that no? Is it a, it looks, a tank or something? It looks, something with some Cobra insignia on
1: it is it, it, the actual it's probably just a gun emplacement but that that gun yeah. in the background with like the holes through it just looks like the mauler tank gun doesn't it so it could it be, does
0: looks like the turret on the smaller yeah yeah these issues all written by larry harmer you've got uh, ron wagner and marshall rogers pitches in for a couple of issues penciling and then you've got a mixture of incas colorists and letterers so uh, yeah, the the the, ba- the basis for this arc then is seventy two is kind of a prologue. So the it's two parts here. The Joes have developed some kind of it's called like a receiver decoder data link, which can uh, read signals from spy satellites.
1: The black box.
0: The black box, exactly. And over on Cobra Island, Mindbender's been tinkering around and he's created a star viper and wants to infiltrate this guy into the pit to to steal it
1: effectively i love the the like the little cute things when dr mindbender and spentor and the bats they're in that kind of uh, laboratory and they've got the star viper on the deck and everything and serpento kind of like you know you've got these flies around you in this room like why can't you sort that out and i love it that it's just really just to show that the star viper's got these amazing reflexes and he just sits yeah like, fit, 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 and just kind of like catches them all out of the sky
0: it's kind of mr miyagi with the chopsticks but sans <laughs> sans chopsticks yeah yeah that's quality you also get a bit here of you know how, how do you feel about we're seeing more of the fred seven baroness romantic connection if you will because there's a few bits where he's taking her glasses off and you see it, the reflection
1: it, of them kissing you See the reflections yeah. of
0: them kissing they're playing this up a lot now i haven't read ahead too much and i can't you know i've read i've read the whole run multiple times but what i find quite fortunate is that my memory is quite spotty so what it means is whenever i do rereads of stuff i i don't fully remember it so a lot of it is kind of not new to me but oh i forgot about that oh i forgot about that Yeah, same so i can't remember how that baroness fred seven thing end actually ends up playing out in the end but um
1: it doesn't end well uh, for fred (laughs) seven
0: okay um yeah i think i remember that much but yeah so i don't know what i don't know what was was harmer just trying to progress this do you think at the time this kind of love thing
1: i think he was just trying to make it more interesting a little bit more like a few more threads to kind of like intertwine to make the situation more complex maybe because obviously yeah. if if um, serpental uses the baroness later on uh, as we saw on the cover of uh, uh, 75 uh, as like a human shield there has to be a reason for him not to you know there has to be a reason for Cobra Commander not to want to just just well yeah. we'll just attack him anyway. Who cares? Well, I,
0: I think there's actually a line in it. We might come to it while I'm flicking through. I think there's a line from Zartan where he actually says, "Doesn't Serpentor know that strapping the Baroness to the front isn't going to stop him firing?"
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So so maybe Fred's just like you know I I'll just woman womanize, and try and win well, the war and do whatever I can. It.
1: He doesn't really care for it because at one point he's you know he drops her like a stone. Like he doesn't you know he just doesn't care too much. Yeah. In that sense, I think it's all just him trying to get um, maybe like a, a power, get into more powerful position because the Baroness obviously she has the in, she has uh, the information, the intel, the expertise. So it's probably more more to do with that.
0: Yeah, and we, so the, the the upshot of the Star Viper infiltrating is he does get out with the black box. Some really nice kind of action scenes where they realise he's he's got out. Chase scenes. This is where you get your your skid slash tread mark <laughs> and. Uh, who's the dude who's the dude who always breaks stuff love that guy
1: oh that's um the the wild card uh, the wild card the mean mean dog driver yeah yeah. i love it he's just breaking everything he touches
0: breaking pens breaking door uh,
1: handles
0: door handles (laughs) amazing harmer had such a, a way of putting tiny little subtle humorous bits in without them feeling out of place
1: it's almost like the kind of brute force version of tripwire who was always very clumsy but then obviously yeah, he he had to like be very careful when it comes to bomb disposal and everything like that Yeah,
0: because i like a big fan of tripwire so that's a good comparison actually yeah i'm flicking through now and you also get we said uh baroness and uh, fred seven smooching also the star viper uh, kind of intrudes on lady Jane flint getting it on mm.
1: yeah so. I, I do like the way that because obviously there's how does cobra infiltrate the pits because they've always had this problem where they either just attack it on on mass, or they you know they infiltrate like using Zartan. he got in there earlier, didn't he? So yeah. in this case, it was like, well, how do we do it this time? And obviously, this Star Viper, who's got like, who's affected, like superhuman to like a, you know almost like a you know crazy degree. He hitches a ride on the Desert Fox six wheel drive, which yep. then unaware of, they just see a guy hitchhiking, and then all of a sudden he he must i don't even know how he does it but he somehow <laughs> jumps underneath this car and holds on yeah. and then when they get to the you know when they get to the pit he drops off and and sneaks in um, while spirit's taking the new guys through the pit and then kind of hides away and then obviously like you say the the star viper kind of bides his time that what i find interesting here is that spirit still like he still notices there's a problem. There's a funny smell. There's yeah, something yeah. not right, and that kind of disappears somehow. So the Star Viper's got this ability also to hide his scent. Maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. I don't think he's really used it in much capacity again after this, you know, no, brief appearance. No, but, no I um, don't.
1: I, I just think you, there's a few Star Brigade issues. I think where, but again, not as a not as a kind of named character. It's more of no. a you know they they're flying their stiletto or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got an interest in, uh, in the midway through or towards the end of this issue, where he's about to escape in the stiletto, which is in the back of the eighteen-wheeler. I got, uh, and uh, I don't know if you're a, a fan of superhero comics or not. Um, yeah. There's there's an advert in this issue for the Avengers, in fact, and it says they were Earth's mightiest heroes. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> the end begins in issue two nine one by Walt Simonson, John Buscema, and Tom Palmer. Wow. Um, do you want to try and guess the lineup? One, two, oh, three, four, five, six, 7 Seven Avengers.
1: Avengers back then. 1958. Jesus. She-Hulk? Yes. Oh, I knew I'd get one. I knew I'd get one. In that case, Doctor Strange? No, but you're on the right Uh, lines-ish. Iron Fist? No,
0: um, it's a character who I... I haven't read this run of Avengers, uh, and I know of this character, but I can't think I've ever read a comic with this character in. You're on the right lines. He's a doctor. Not. He's bold. He's bold with a goatee not i suspect most people never heard of him
1: oh goodness me no you're gonna have to put me on my misery dr druid oh god no That that's really obscure for me yeah for uh, me there's
0: one there's one big hitter uh cap no iron man no thor yes
1: why didn't i go thor first
0: there's one one guy who doesn't wear a
1: shirt uh it's not iron fist no um doesn't wear a shirt that could be like namor yes yes okay i'm doing well There's another green female oh uh gamora
0: no also i think she's a cousin of namor or namor however you pronounce it she's his cousin i think
1: no I'm, you've lost me
0: uh namorita
1: oh right okay yeah i would never have uh, that
0: two more you've got a guy <laughs> who has got a helmet on oh great uh, <laughs> and a sword
1: helmet and a sword
0: uh aries uh, his first name is a colour no uh, the black knight
1: oh okay Go and
0: on. you've got at the back you have got a ooh a character in she's had many different names <laughs> her most her most Famous name is probably the name of a very recent Marvel movie. Oh, Captain Marvel. It is Captain Marvel, but it's not Carol Damp. No. uh,
1: uh, Oh, my God, I'm failing massively here.
0: I I know her name. She's also gone by the name of Photon, maybe.
1: Oh, no, I'm never going to get it.
0: Something else uh, is Monica Rambeau. Oh yes, okay. Anyway, there you go.
1: That's your Avengers
0: question. For I can't day.
1: believe I got the first one right. I got She-Hulk, <laughs> and then <laughs> you I was did just, without I, any clues, and then just dropped the rest of them like a stone.
0: Right, back to Cobra Civil War. So now the Star Viper has escaped with the Black Box, and. Two things happen here. He returns to Cobra Island expecting fanfare and <laughs> uh, awards and you know heroic responses, etc. And what he gets almost straight away is Cobra Commander, Fred Seven and Serpentor both wanting the black box and then that just descending into... They don't care about the black box. They're just slinging insults at each other. Yeah. And literally, three pages later, war has broken
1: out. It's crazy. I mean, that's how easy war starts. I really like the fact that Harmer didn't
0: feel the need to drag out the start of the war over a protracted amount of pages. Yeah, It's literally, I'm looking at a page where he's caught, Serpentor's poking at him and saying, loser. Fred Seven's saying, has been. And then a bit more arguing. He calls him Buckethead. Lols. Flick forward three pages. And Serpentor and Mindbending the Bats are just running away from explosions and battles. That night on the <laughs> island. Oh, it's amazing.
1: It's great. I mean, I think, obviously, um Larry had been sowing the seeds for a while with the um the kind of clash of personalities with yeah. Serpentor and Cobra and Fred so I, it's it's almost like you don't need to go into too you know you don't need to go into too much detail as to how much these guys hate each other.
0: Interestingly, Ben had kind of picked up that we hadn't seen much of Serpentor since he came in in forty nine. He'd mm. been there occasionally, and me rereading them now, I, I kind of realised I thought he was a mainstay pretty much in most issues from forty nine upwards, but he's actually not in it that much.
1: No, just a bit of background every now and again as just well. Just a bit of background yeah. every
0: now and again, and you know, this is the storyline where you know he kind of comes to prominence and also meets his demise so mm. he doesn't maybe he and i never really watched the animated show that much but maybe he featured a lot heavier in that
1: well funnily enough the we most of the episodes we got from the uh from the sunbow to like the v in the vhs in the uk had serpentor in them including arise serpentor arise
0: sergeant slammer is mine this i command yes. so
1: he was he was massive for that period of time in the Sumbo show that he was kind of, you know, uh, in the film Arise Sepento Arise, he was in multiple episodes. You know, he he was kind of like I don't know, that people love him or hate him. I think they they do like the thought of Sepentour, but I think his his kind of over exaggerated ways and the way he talks and the way he kind of you know, conducts his Himself, I think a lot of people kind of a bit put off by it because it, you know, that a lot of the G.I. Joe guys they seem to be very kind of hardcore military and they like that element of it, and that's one of the reasons why they love the comics so much. But obviously, for those that grew up with the cartoon and as well, like like myself and the action force comics and stuff like that, but you're I don't know, I'm I'm more drawn to the kind of sci fi fantasy element of it than the you know, versus the military. So, uh, yeah, I I think um, you either love him or hate him with Serpentor.
0: I think when I was reading the comics at a much younger age I didn't potentially did I, did I didn't really like him and I had I have seen a couple of Rise of the Pendant Rise and a few of the other ones and I was like nah he's a bit too hokey you know not really my bag but yeah. now now I I love him I think he's fantastic yeah especially you know all the military leaders in his head you know and vying for control and giving him advice and stuff I I just think I think he's really cool
1: again a very interesting complex character
0: yeah Yes, very much so. But obviously he, you know, he, he come out and said that he wished he hadn't killed Cobra Commander or hadn't bowed to Hasbro's uh, demands to kill off Cobra Commander. And so maybe he was like, I'm going to get back at him by off in yeah. Or I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the deal was of, of why he killed him. But
1: he could be, you know, like Larry can be like that a little bit. You know, you can be uh, yeah. like, well, you're going to screw me over. I'll screw you over.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so now we've got th- this civil war erupting uh the joes get involved because they're kind of advised to send a recon team in just to get the lay of the land and find out what's actually going on
1: yeah and the team they assemble is pretty awesome as well i love this scene of the tomahawk coming in to the flag they go they land and then hawk jumps off in his usual garb but without his helmet or hat which yep. something's going to come up later on that I'm going to have to question you about. But.
0: This is this is probably Marshall Rogers when he uh, redraws Hulk in a uh, Hulk Hulk <laughs> in a in a different outfit I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Well yeah, we'll speak yeah. about that in a sec. Yeah.
1: But this lineup is just brilliant and I I love that they they always seem to do this in in this uh, a real American hero comic and it was like okay, th- we've got these this new this new group of guys that we need to like you know this is the team and they'd all be lined up. You know, like they'd go through them like name by name and everything.
0: Yeah. We had a we had a special missions we covered on the previous episode where it was a they were all lined up in an aircraft and yeah. they're all checking checking the guy in front name checking each one so it gives you <laughs> you know it's, it's a nice way to do a roll call
1: it's really good yeah and then on this one obviously Hawkes explaining to Flag what the situation is and he's got Flint Lady Jane Mainframe who are going to be the kind of like kind of stay on board kind of operations team I think Flag's dead by the way not uh, Flag sorry Admiral Keelhall, uh, sorry is what yeah, I meant to say yeah. they're on the flag. <laughs> And they're it's Admiral Kielval. Yeah. Sorry, I was being... No, you're good. And then obviously you've got Dial Tone, Tunnel Rat, Spirit, Sneak Peek and Gung Ho who are going to be the infiltration team. Yes.
0: They're, they're actually, yes, infiltration. And I'm looking at that little table of organisation uh, in the back and they're actually deemed as S2 Intelligence Recon Team. Brilliant. Yeah. And we've also got, we won't go into them, but we've also got the Sea Transport Support Team, the S3 Operations Team, the Air Transport and Support Team, the Mechanised Assault and Combined Aviation Team, the Weapons and Field hq team the security team the motorized recon team which is only two people and the engineer team uh, eod and demolitions
1: it's amazing the level of detail larry went into when doing these kind of plans for what would actually happen to in you know what would you need to infiltrate this this island and i love the the whole all the way through this little arc i love the fact that there's so much strategy going on and so much you know, kind of military kind of lingo and, and all that kind of stuff. It's all very interesting because it makes you think about stuff that you would never in your life dream about, like, you know, protecting certain flanks, but we don't have to worry about that flank because, you know, the ground is hostile. You know, you can't really, you know, yep. cover any ground. You don't you need like three or four troops over there. You know, it turns out that isn't the case, but no. there's loads of cool little in like bits of information about how things are, pro- are progressing militarily, and I love that.
0: Yep. Who, who do you from a cobra side who wins each one of these so we've got serpentor whose headquarters is at the landlocked freighter mm-hmm. which obviously rose out of the seabed from wherever it was issue 4041 i think cobra commander whose headquarters is at cobra hq building so operations serpentor has dr mindbender and cobra commander has the baroness who wins
1: that well Without obviously, we kind of who would, you, who would you rather? Okay, who in would you my rather head, have? Like it, before this kicks off, I think I'd rather have the Baroness, you know, over a dentist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Security. <laughs> serpentel has got Crocmaster, who I think had appeared in a yearbook story, and obviously kind of makes more of an appearance here. Um, Crocmaster for serpentel or Zartan and family for Cobra Commander. So you've got to take numbers there, surely.
1: Yeah, I think I'd go for Zartan. Um, he, as difficult as the dreadnoks are to deal with. Ah, well, you say dreadnoks, but it's just Zartan
0: and family. Oh, okay, so, so just
1: just Zorana and Xandar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yep. actually
0: not as many as I thought originally as well. So then Shock Troops. Serpentor has got the Evil Twins and the Crimson Guard. And Cobra Commander has got the dreadnoks. Oh, Crimson Guard. Seems like a mismatch in numbers there. Yeah. Uh, but Crimson Guarder with Serpentor then he's also got Scrap Iron who hasn't been seen since killing the Softmaster in Candy. Yeah. I don't think. He's just on his own with no, and it, no designation. Then uh Serpentor also has Batbots in brackets Cannon fodder. Yeah. Uh, he has the Rattlers as it, the Rattlers as his air arm yeah. and his his tanks as his armor. Yeah. And then Cobra Commander has the Vipers. The techno vipers, the Televipers, vipers, the mambas, the worms, and the bugs.
1: That's uh, an interesting split as well, isn't it? Because, like air superiority-wise, that sounds like the Rattlers would have the the edge. Yeah. Although, would the Mambas be more manoeuvrable? It's hard to say in that situation, isn't it? I suppose you've got...
0: I don't know where the Fangs... The Fangs do crop up here, but I can't remember which side they're on. I think
1: they're on the Mambas. No, it's Rattlers and Fangs, isn't it? Rattlers and Fangs versus Mambas. And then, yeah, like, the bugs are pretty cool because they can go underwater and are hard to see and they can come out of nowhere and they've got all those different pods that, you know, shoot out and all that kind of stuff, so... Did you you have the bug at all? I didn't have the bug as a kid, no. It was... um, towards i think we got that in like 90 91 so i was kind of i wasn't out of collecting by then by no no means but i um it was i don't think it was an easy one to find yeah, it's
0: probably quite pricey as well i imagine and the worms did we did we get the worms over here my
1: buddy got the maggot yeah and he got worms with the oh, maggot. oh sorry yes the worm is the pilot isn't it
0: yeah the driver or the yeah, officer yeah, sorry. and then the, the um, maggot is it's like a big kind of
1: fixed turret tank kind of thing. It's great. It's like it splits into three different sections. So yeah, the, Does it? The, the turret comes off and has got four legs and that becomes like a standalone gun. Wicked. Like an anti-aircraft gun. You've got like a middle section and then a front section and it's like they were going nuts about with these. Like they had the mean dog like split into the similar kind of sections. Yes. They love did love that modular vehicle in the in the G.I. Joe world and so do I. I think it's a brilliant um, kind of thing. And yeah, my buddy had that down the road and I was so... One of, the re- one of the things I didn't get stuff was because, like, a friend would have it. So you'd kind of, like, take all your toys and, you know, play together in, like, a garden or something. And my buddy down one end of the street had the uh, Matt, Matt and Dean Bales. They had the worms and the maggot. And then my other buddy, like, the other side of the street had the tomahawk. So because they had those vehicles, I felt like I played with them enough that I didn't get them as a kid. Right. And okay, yeah. But, like, they are two of the... Like the best vehicles and i was so gutted that i didn't have them but yeah, yeah. so anyway cool. yeah.
0: yeah so i think the troops are fairly evenly split i guess crimson guard on one side vipers on the other sort of for ground yeah. troops is probably about even but yeah other other cool bits that, that i kind of like well there's a lot going on here so like you say that infiltration team they end up hooking up with captain nim don't they uh min yeah, yeah.
1: captain, mean. captain mean. Min. mean really hard to a- pronounce I don't know. A-
0: m-i-n-h yeah. yeah um and he kind of gets them through the, the the swamps and the tunnels, whatever, to get to the, the control tower on the airfield, which is obviously a key, key point to hold.
1: I love how much focus the infiltration or the recon team get because you've got, like, Sneak Peek using his periscope every five minutes to get intel. And I always oh. thought that him as a character, he was always overlooked because he was a little bit goofy looking. The figure was a bit chubby. It wasn't, like, you know, the coolest figure in the world but i thought that larry did a great job of showing how important this particular team is for Definitely. comms for tracking for recon you know for leadership like falcon is so good at what he does in the, for this team like there's they go through the entire storyline undetected Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just brilliant at what they do.
0: And you believe they're a unit that's been together for X amount of time. Big time. Yeah, and not, you know, just thrown together. But, uh, yeah, really cool, really cool stuff. And they actually spot Destro coming onto the beach, don't they? Because Destro's got a liner... A cruise liner um, parked out just offshore. Cool bits there where he's drilling. He's got his drill well, not him, but he's he's just chilling out, um, <laughs> sipping on a martini or something or a cocktail, and um, he's got his drilling structure drilling the Iron Grenadiers on the ship. They, they and they just roll out. They roll the armor out on force, on mass, uh, up onto the beach. So now you've got another element coming in
1: before. Just before that happened, I just something else I really liked seeing a uh, fast draw. It's like there's another another character, you know criminally underused in the comics, in my opinion. Yep. He's only had one appearance in the Action Force comics, but he had this this amazing like s- scene where he just like blows up a ton of, of Cobra, uh, I think maggots again, yeah, yeah Cobra yeah. maggots, and like you just see him go, I'll take him out. <laughs> Takes him out, and sci-fi being involved yep. there. Like th- th- I get the feeling in this one that, you know, you got Maverick, Battle Force 2000, he's kind of like helping the air, uh, helping them land with his... Is um, the Vector? Vector, and so... Like they're really trying to force in as many characters as possible. And like you say, with Destro and the Iron Grenadiers turning up, you've got all the different vehicles on show. You've got the AGP, you've got the, the spoiler yep. and all that kind of stuff. You've got, like, everything's being thrown in. Like, every single vehicle you can think of is being thrown in there.
0: And I think the key, one of the key master strokes that Larry's done here is... There's been a few issues where it's been obvious that it's a toy tie-in, and yeah. you're like, oh, it's just product placement. But even though all the stuff you've mentioned there, even though it's all in all these issues, it didn't feel like, oh, they're trying to sell me that toy. Not oh, at they're all. trying to sell me that figure. It didn't feel like that. And I think that's probably the epic scope of the storyline. It just, I just felt, oh, it needed all those different vehicles. Yeah. It needed all those characters. So kudos to all involved there, because you know, it, it yeah. probably did go and sell a few toys for them. But I don't feel like it was the. Draw or anything.
1: They even squeeze in the ore uh, striker again in crankcase. You know, like they're, they're, yeah, they're going. Yeah. He's going back to the well, and he's pulling out all of these characters and all of these vehicles, and it's it's really. It's fun to watch and read when you're when you're a kid and you're like you're identifying these things and you're going oh that's that I know that and I know that and I know that and you are just kind of like getting really excited as you read it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now Hawk gets snatched up. This by is
1: hilarious, man. Hawk
0: gets uh, Cobra Commanders with the Dreadnoughts and the Thunder Machine. I can't remember why, but they they see Hawk in the field of battle, snatch him up, and this is kind of paralleled with Baroness now strapped to the front of Serpentor's mm. Ser kiss. And yeah, th- then this following issue is now drawn by Marshall Rogers, and he's not got the memo that <laughs> Hawk is not wearing all green.
1: What it's just in—I just find that hilarious that there's this massive switch all of a sudden, and then it's completely different General Hawk. It's like they, it's like you know, you, as you were playing as a kid, like you you managed to break your General Hawk in the middle of a play, and then you just switched out for yeah. the older one, and it's just like what. Uh, I mean, and it, it's so dramatically different that it makes such a, you know, it's so it's so obvious that it's not the right Hawk. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I only knew of su seventy-five in the holiday special, so I'd only read it as Hawk wearing this ah, gear. Of so course. when I, when I came to read when I came to read it, I'm like, it did. It didn't dawn on me initially. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like I, I I just saw that Hawk was in it, and I thought I didn't realize yeah. he was in this. And then I thought, yeah. oh, hang on, because it, it, I think in my head I just replaced. Him with Duke for that particular, yes, yes. Um, that particular scene,
0: and then you're like Ron Wagner, what are you doing drawing Hawk wrong? He's supposed to be in green in this issue.
1: <laughs> oh, Ron, as well, I just want to shout out Ron. I've met him a couple of times at Assembly Required in uh, in Iowa, and okay. um, he is the loveliest guy in the world. And okay. he did the most amazing hit and run print for their last show, and I dressed right. up as Tiger Force hit and run, so he got a big kick, he got a big kick out of that. But, um, yeah, again, like, the, this issue's this issue's brilliant. And, again, shows that recon team kind of viewing everything from the tower. They've even, like, the, every order they were given, they achieved that mission no matter how difficult it was. And that's what I just, I can't get over how good they are, yep, that particular yep. team.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. I, I'm just flicking through here, and uh, quality, but dead good visual of Destro. He's got an actual sword in a scabbard on his hip.
1: Totally cool, uh, he? Isn't never
0: it? uses it, but, I mean, what a, what a great look cape red cape sword in a scabbard
1: he does take his sword out towards the end of that issue as well like and you just just walking down the yeah. corridor with a sword <laughs> out it's like why
0: just in case
1: <laughs> hawk's managed to get
0: away he's not managed to find his change of clothes yet though <laughs> and this is where gi joe are now on serpental's side because mindbender's gone to uh, washington to cut a deal with the u.s government and basically say we need your support serpental's the right for ruler of this sovereign nation or you know of cobra island lend us your aid and and reluctantly kind of the u.s government's agreed to now gi joe have been given orders to support serpentor yeah but they still don't they don't want to take orders there's a cool bit where cutters here and uh, it's people are trying to tell him what to do. And um, he, he says, uh, with all due respect, Mr. Serpentor, it just doesn't work like that. We are here in support and advisory capacity and as such are subject to our own chain of command. And I am obligated to register an official complaint about the treatment of prisoners. Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, he's, he's shot down. Spare me your work. Spare me. Will you do me a favor and have your captured asps open fire on Zartan's maggots? That I can arrange. <laughs>
1: No, it's um, really cool and I must admit I do like the... Um, I do like again, like Larry kind of squeezing in military and like very kind of technical jargon into everything that he writes. It's brilliant. Yeah. Another thing I noticed as well is that during like an attack, one of the Joes um, I can't for the life of me, off the top of my head, work out who it is, gets shot in the... get shot and you see the... you see, like he's saying, right, coming coming from the him. south. And it's... and they go, what's an uh? And you go, because he obviously gets shot. And... It's just like I I couldn't tell who it is because it's just really it's like in the corner of the shot it's all okay. black I I maybe airborne possibly I don't know. Okay. We'll have to do like I'll have to do like a gun check and see who that is because <laughs> you just you can only see their weapon clearly. All oh, right, okay. But yeah, again like they're not he's not like shying away from the, you know, people getting injured here either or possibly even killed but you don't that's something you don't really know. You don't know if anyone has been killed on the Joe team.
0: And that that's the other thing is in a battle of this magnitude then you would expect lots and lots of of casualty or fatalities. Yeah. But the way uh, Larry writes the action and the way that uh, Ron and Marshall Rogers draw the action it, you kind of bypass it. You don't you don't think oh wait a minute, these guys should be dead. Oh wait a minute, why isn't he dead? You just it's you know, it's very accepting of, you know, this is how the story played out you know, no one died and, you know, loads of people sustained injuries and it's just really, you know, I don't want to say believable, but it just,
1: it, it, it fits. He writes it in a certain way, doesn't he, that, that that makes it work, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just accepting that that's the way it, sh- it played out, which is uh, cool.
1: The guy that Roadblock carries, which is hilarious, his crankcase when he gets when yeah. he gets blown out of his uh all-striker, yeah. this, is, this is a little bit further on from that.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then... Yeah, for the net for the the concluding part we got Ram Ron, Ron Wagner back on seventy-six. A few bits here. This is where there's a BAT that's got a, a flashing beacon or something and Mindbender says, oh, this one's been oddly modified. And that's when they realise it is a secret TV transmitter. Yeah. The Baroness and Fred had been using to spy on the Serpentor camp, but they just blow it up.
1: Yeah, he just shoots it, doesn't he? It's cool.
0: The recon team escape through the sewers because the TV tower's now been taken over by Destro.
1: I love that they they pour that, that crap down the, <laughs> down the storm drain.
0: Some gruel or something.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, they call him Cookie, don't they? The Cookie Yeah. like, yeah. what do what are you Brilliant. call may or something and they're all like oh he's i think it's like they're getting attacked by rats aren't they and he's like that's it it can't that's get it, much yeah. worse than this and it's like yeah it can it can <laughs> slop just comes um, uh,
0: cobra commanders are under the pump here they they've got they're either side of the mountain now the two forces to oppose cobra and uh, cobra commander's force and the serpent or gi joe force the big volcano is in the way um not the mountain the volcano and this is where there's actually a cool bit before i go on to it where the joes are kind of rolling out um in the rolling thunder etc and on the roadside the croc master pops up and he goes give that cobra commander one for me shaking his fist at the joes (laughs) as if sending them on their way and uh Yeah, this is where Zartan kind of just makes an executive decision to break off from Cobra Commander's troops with his compound bow and makes a difficult shot, as he says, but nowhere near as difficult as the one that took down the hardmaster.
1: I love that Serpentor, as this arrow is heading towards him, is talking about, (laughs) you know, obviously one of his uh, personalities um, and he's talking about the Battle of Hastings. Yep. and that the Saxon King Harold was laid low by an arrow just as it hits him in the eye and it's just like you know it's just really beautifully done that from Larry is
0: it too on the nose or is it perfect
1: I think I personally think it's perfect because I think a lot Agreed. of Americans who are reading this at the time probably wouldn't have had much in the way of history of you know 1066 and and what was happening in the UK at the time yep. so I, I I just you know that's always been a story you know 1066 you've always remembered that from history. Less- lessons uh in the uk uh, i have personally and harold Hadrada drada and and Har- the, all this kind of stuff and then the uh, bayou tapestry that's got the arrow in it you know in his eye and all that right. kind of stuff so yep. that was like almost two worlds co- converging for me it was like my gi joe and my you know the fun stuff i like over here and then my dad was a big history buff so on the other side, there was all that kind of coming together, and I showed him, and he was really impressed. And so okay. I, I, you know, I just I thought that was really cool.
0: And uh, as quickly as ha- as it had began in those three pages, it ends just as quickly. I mean, I don't know why Zartan didn't try that earlier. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> just wasn't in range, well, was gonna or say, hadn't exposed yeah. himself.
1: But also, I think he was following orders to a degree, and I think he was I getting frustrated with Cobra Commander, aka Fred, yep. and yep. was just like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna finish this now.
0: He's another character, kind of Destro that in terms of he doesn't really want not not follow the rules but he's you know as long as it suits his purposes he'll just go along with yeah. whatever's happening and if if there's something happens and he thinks what well, we need to drastically change what we're doing he'll just he's happily to happy to do it but um yeah and as quickly as that's happened Sir Pentel's dead Mindbender, bender little dirty scumbag weasel Mindbender's back on the scene uh shaking hands with fred seven to basically say oh i'm back on your side now
1: amazing and this is one of the reasons why <laughs> I'd probably choose the Baroness over him, even though it turns out that he's probably got the upper hand in a, in a sense. The way he's done things, he just is not loyal, and it, you know he he will go to whoever has got the the stronger you know the stronger hand and, and all that yep. kind of stuff. And he, yeah, he did a lot to actually get a get the in get the Jo's involved, and then he did a lot to end the war, and then he did a lot to you know to kind of make you know it, its preservation of self with with Mindbender. And yep. a lot of them yep. are like that, but with the Baroness I feel like you'd be probably in a more solid position. And if you took more of her advice, then yep. I think you'd be okay in the battle.
0: Yeah. And um now Destro Destro's there and he says, I'm happy to withdraw. All I want is the
1: Baroness. Yeah. And he did nothing. Like no. Destro's forces did absolutely nothing. And they're all just at one, like
0: at one point they took they took they took a tea break down yep. on the beach. tell the men to have a rest post double centuries but tell them to have a rest and have some tea he's sipping iced tea amazing Um, if you don't love destro there's something wrong with you
1: if you if you don't want to be in the iron grenadiers there's something wrong with you because they're the (laughs) only ones that come out of this with any any kind of like you know favor like it's it's amazing
0: and uh you know you're like this the the team that kind of got onto the island first and had a lot of page time and had the best kind of scenes the the recon intelligence team they're actually on the last page of the issue They don't really know what's been going on because they've been sneaking out, uh, no pun intended, you know, kind of unawares. And Gung Ho's like, down, it's Destro, he's coming back. And Destro spotted him and he said, you can come up and go home, it's over. And, uh, you know, with that, it's over. Everyone retreats and the status quo's changed a little bit. Well, a, a lot, really. And looking forward to see what's coming up in the future issues.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, for me, this arc is like... One of my favorites in the Real American Hero run because, as much as I like long, well, as much as we get long story arcs that go on for years and years, in, in, in many cases, especially back in the day, not yeah. so much anymore, but uh, you know, when you've got like a kind of almost self contained five or six or seven parter, uh, or even fewer. I just I like it when it's you know you get like almost like a conclusion but the but life goes on so there's still yes. like fallout to come after this but you know at the same time we've had a nice little kind of I don't know like a burst of action and military jargon and tactics and strategy and and you know reveals and and shock and and it's like it, that's what I kind of love about the GI Joe comics and. Especially the the smaller kind of bite size little arcs, especially uh, special missions. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. So uh, in the world of Talking Joe, whenever we do an arc, we need to rank it on the Every Joe Story Ever cool. Master list. Cool. Up to you whether you want to go back, reread issues, and put in scores for issues prior to this, or if you want to rank just from now onwards, we're absolutely fine with that.
1: So I'll, I'll go back and, uh, and rank. Okay yeah cool you, you'll find all the, so, all the issue one i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so
0: for this one for the cobra civil war storyline 72 to 76 shall i go first or do you want to go first
1: you go first my man it's your show
0: so i am i'm going to give this a nine i have several nines already on my list uh i'm not giving it a 10 on mainly on the basis that although marshall rogers did a Bang up job on art, and I'm sure it was on short notice, and he did really good. I felt that some of the colouring and inking perhaps let his issues down a little bit. It yeah. was a little bit. Some of the colours were a little bit flat because I'm still reading from the original floppy from 1988. I don't know if the recoloured versions. Whether digital or IDW reprint trades have probably recolored them.
1: I've been looking on the digital aspect, and to kind of give you a heads up, you still see a, a quite a big difference in between okay. issues. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. So that that's the only thing I'm kind of marking it down on a, a little bit for that. But other than that, you know, it probably had everything you could want from a GI Joe story.
1: For myself, I'd have to agree with a lot of that. I would give it a high score, and I'm probably going to go in a similar vein. I'm going to go with an eight and a half. Okay. Um, for this exact same reasons, for one, there's obviously a nostalgia connection with me, and this being the one of the first. Well, it wasn't one of the first issues I read, but this this storyline, the first time I read it, was that holiday special, and I've still got that original comic in in my possession it's ruined because i've just opened it and read it so many times and gone through it so many times and studied it That yeah you know that that there's a there's a real strong connection there so when i found out there was more to it that surrounded that story and read it i was like this is brilliant so yes and then obviously the, the the marks down do come with the exact same things one of them that that change up to hawk As cute and funny as it is, it's like, it just takes you out of the story quite dramatically. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, why have they done that so badly? And then, obviously, on top of that, like you say, the the difference between art styles is quite jarring in that story arc. But other than that, it is brilliant and I absolutely love it. So, 8.5 for me.
0: Done, done. So, all that leaves us to let everyone know is next week we will be doing issues 77 and 78. As, an, as a two-issue arc there's a bit of fallout from this cobra civil war storyline but it then leads into at least one and a half issues worth of us of a second story and we'll also we'll also do special missions numbers nine and ten so that is your homework for next week issues 77 and 78
1: wait.
0: from real american hero and special missions nine and ten as always find us on talking joe comics at gmail.com, Talking Joe Comics on Instagram, Talking underscore Joe on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. Uh, any um, questions you've got, post them there. We've got Talking Joe, a GI Joe podcast on the Facebook group if you want to join. Uh, from a personal point of view, where can people go to find you? Good, uh...
1: Uh, the full force is available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher. We've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter account, and we have also are on YouTube. And we have a Patreon page if you want to be even cooler and pay us money <laughs> to do even cooler things. Um, you'll get in on the... well, if you get in on the the Red Shadow Army tier then you will be in part of the full force fan club and you'll get a sticker and a badge and a letter a thank you letter which also has a very special surprise for, uh, for people on there too so uh, all will be revealed if you join us on patreon um if you just want to support us in general of course we we, we absolutely just love any support by listening or checking us out we uh, we love we adore all of it and uh, thank you guys um the for the current listeners and viewers thank you so much for your support so far
0: cool so i guess i'll just close out with big thanks to chris for coming in in a pinch helping out and uh, going forward so we've got at least we're probably about halfway through i reckon when you consider special missions etc so we've got at least another 25 26 episodes of talking joe with chief and chris and um yeah maybe maybe when we're up to uh, 500 listeners we'll get ben back on for a guest spot that'd be amazing <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, we will catch you down the road.
1: Bye. Bye.